Next on BYU Sports Nation, a professional grade week. Yoli Childs testing the NBA waters while the NFL tests BYU skills. Aloha to the Maui Invitational for BYU Hoops in 2019 and the rising stock of Fred Warner. Plus two-on-one with new BYU running backs coach A.J. Stewart. What he said about rising star Zach Katoa and Olympic medalist guard Young previews the NCAA regionals. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, March 28th. Wherever and however you have chosen to dial in, always nice to have you with us alongside the four-year and four-time Y Awards host, Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We're hosting the Y Awards tonight. If you don't know what that is, uh, it's like the ESPYs or the Oscars for BYU Athletics, and we're hosting for the fourth year in a row. Greg, if you could say yes at one at some point in the future, that'd be great. <laughs> no, we're excited to do it. Uh, it's going to be a fun night of uh, mild roasting. We're not too mean. Unless it's Jeff Judkins. Well, we're going we're gonna to cool it with Jeffrey, <laughs> although we do have something with Jeffrey. So, so we wear these tuxes tonight, right? So tomorrow we're in tuxes. We don't go formal ever on this show. We're going crazy formal tomorrow with the tuxedo. One day a year, a tie is appropriate in Studio B. Yes. And it's the day after go, the No Wild ties. Awards. We go for wins. No ties. Why awards? Open to the public if you are local. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to come, it's at the Marriott Center. I believe it starts at seven thirty. Is that right? I should probably know what time it starts. I, I think it's seven. Yeah, please be there at, by seven thirty. Seven thirty. Okay. <laughs> well, is it seven thirty or seven thirty-five? Like, oh, it's not on TV. You're right. Not on no TV. Kicker. Not on TV. No open. They need to. Okay. It's at seven thirty Mormon Standard Time. That is Mountain Time. Rise and shout. <laughs> It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A professional grade week. BYU basketball makes it official. Yoli Childs declares for the NBA draft he will not hire an agent, thus enabling an NCAA-compliant return to BYU if he chooses to do so. Some dates to keep in mind as the Yoli Childs' early entry to the NBA experiment Unfolds April 24th, he can start to work out for NBA teams. From May 16th to the 20th, the NBA Draft Combine in Chicago takes place. And on May 30th, the deadline to withdraw and maintain NCAA eligibility. Jerem, with all of those dates in mind and the news out, is this the right move for Yoli Childs? Yeah, we and we've discussed this. This is a rehash now that it's official. But, yeah, he, he should uh, test the waters. Why not? Let's let's say they're like, at least he knows what he's uh, needs to know to get into say the first round. I don't think it's out of the question to imagine Yoli Childs in the future being a second round pick. Um, his three pointer improved. He had seven of his last eleven. He's got nice post moves. Uh, he he made a jump as uh, from a freshman to a sophomore. First team all league guy. Yoli Childs should do this. Obviously, if if he didn't, it would it would be weird. Every single person listening and watching would do the same thing. For example, if I said to you, hey, some recruiters from Google want to talk to you and there's a chance that you can land a major job and make a bunch of money if you leave school early, 
you would all at least explore it. Yoli Childs is a smart dude. He would be short-sighted to not try this. The experience, I feel, will make him better. And if it turns into something big for him, fantastic. The BYU coaches are on board. The team supports him. Yoli's doing the right thing. Again, all of you would do this. Spencer, last year, Eric Mika surprised us, kept his name in the draft, leaving BYU, blowing up the Lone Peak 3 and the false dreams of Sweet 16s in a Final Four post-jimmer. So the possibility exists that a player like Yoli Childs leaves. So, Spencer, what if Yoli Childs remains in the NBA draft on May 30th? Then I say good for Yoli. That means he got his financial number and he's hearing the right things from NBA scouts and is likely going to be an NBA draft pick. Do I believe that will happen this year? No. But on the chance that it does, great. The turnover for BYU basketball typically doesn't lie with just one player. The trend is that there are a lot of moving parts. Well, when your top player or second-best player leaves, that's a big issue early. This isn't a common thing at BYU to have a guy leave early. Let's talk about some of the guys that have. Uh, Sean Bradley, Austin Colley, Trent Playstead, Eric Mika. It just doesn't happen a lot. John Walsh, that was a failed experiment. John Walsh, right? What it, what it means is you have good players, right? Now, if they like Sean Bradley getting drafted second, you're like, okay, I, I get it. When, when Eric Mika leaves and doesn't get drafted, it's like, oh, he just didn't want to be here. And that's fine for him. I want BYU to succeed at, the, at its highest level. And I think if Yoli Childs returns and Elijah Bryant comes back, he graduates in June. Like, he could bounce if he wanted. Like, yes, I hope he comes yes. back. And the thing is, everything's on the table now because BYU is in a unique situation. What's unique? What's unique? Uh, the fact that they deal with graduated players. Well, everyone deals with graduating players, right? Well, what's unique about it? After the mission, typically BYU finds themselves in that situation. It, it's more that they're old. Exactly. They to, that's yeah. my, that's it's my not point. It's not the graduation. That's it's my the, point. It's the they're, they're older. They're older. But neither of those guys went on mission, so it's not an old issue. It's just they want to see what's best Transfers for them. Transfers for Elijah and injury that kept him out, you know. Yeah. Red shirt. Yeah. So, it, listen, if if one of those two Bryant or Childs doesn't come back, I think it's going to be hard to make the NCAA tournament. In fact, I think it's going to be hard to make the NCAA tournament with them. It's just as we've looked at the quad one, two criteria, whatever, it's going to be hard with them, with a healthy, uh, solid Nick Emery and a Gavin Baxter. It's going to be hard regardless. So I'm hoping that Yoli Childs gets close but then comes back to BYU. I'm hoping Elijah Bryant decides to stay at BYU and to uh, make a run at the NCAA tournament. For the second time in five seasons, BYU basketball has been invited to compete in the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. The 2019 field announced yesterday revealing the Cougars as one of eight teams to play in one of the premier non-conference multi-team events in all of college hoops. What is the greatest thing about the Maui Invitational for BYU, Jerem? Well, given the, the new NCAA Selection Committee criteria of Quad 1, 2, and so on, you are going to get a couple of quality games, at least two, okay? You're trying to avoid Chaminade because they're D2. That doesn't even count um, in a lot of ways, like actually count. Um, can't, l- looking at the teams in the field, it's really nice. Let's look at their RPI, the teams, their RPI, and where that would be in a quad situation for neutral, okay? Kansas, 9, quad 1. Michigan State, 21, quad 1. These are all neutral, so they've got to be top 50 to be quad 1. Uh, 51 through 100 to be quad 2. 
UCLA, 54, quad two. Georgia, 59, quad two. Virginia Tech, 67, quad two. BYU, by the way, 71, quad two themselves. Dayton, 111, quad three. And then Chaminade is a Division two team. So this is a fantastic tournament. I dare say the best one. It's a quad overload. It's on ESPN. It's fantastic. This is the best tournament BYU could get into. This is not this season. This is the next season. And who's to say that UCLA couldn't jump up? A lot could change. And yeah. be a quad one game. Kansas could be a quad two for all we know at yeah, that point. We, Who knows? There is always movement. The point is BYU has put themselves in a position to build their NCAA tournament resume. It is a resume boost, period. The end. That's what matters most. And you're Clearly. hoping to get a win there. You don't need two. You need one, though. If BYU can pick up a win of note, quad one win in Hawaii. Oh, quad one? Holy cow. I just want to play a quad one game. Play a quad Well, you're not punished for it. Yes. You're not punished for losing. For Adam's transgression. A quad one game. Or a quad one game. You're hoping to win a quad two. If BYU plays Kansas or Michigan State or UCLA and lose that game, it will not be looked at as, oh, they lost that game. It's, oh, they challenged themselves. It's so weird to be rewarded for not doing something. Totally opposite of just, college football. Just Yes, I think BYU's scheduling philosophy needs to be put in basketball and not in football. <laughs> or switch it up. Like, really hard in basketball, too switch hard. Switch it up. Yeah, and then in basketball, like, easier. Or tougher. Football, like, easier. Yeah, let's get into a bowl game. Let's win ten games. Spencer, earlier this week, DallasCowboys.com which is the home of the Dallas Cowboys, published an article about your boy Fred Warner. Writer Nick Eatman said the following. Warner has helped himself with both the combine and individual workouts. His athleticism is starting to surface, combined with this production and nose for the ball. Warner is a solid day two pick. That means around two or three. And might have jumped himself into the second round. How much stock do you put into this article? Wow. Solid day two pick. That means... Oh, he's going by at least the end of the third round. Mm. I don't know if I'm ready to make that declaration, but everything that I've heard about Fred Warner is trending in the right direction. Right. And that hasn't been the case with recent BYU draft picks. There have been times where we thought BYU would have a draft pick or two, and they had none. Exactly. But with Fred Warner, it's just the opposite. He started as a fifth to sixth round pick. All of a sudden, it was like, okay, he could probably get into the fourth round. Now it's, oh, he's a fourth-round guy. And the Dallas Cowboys rider, it's one guy, but saying he's a solid day-two pick and may have jumped himself into the second round? I mean, would the Cowboys take Fred Warner late in the third round if he's available? Who knows? But I'm, I'm putting enough stock in this that it's making me feel better about Fred going on day-two as part of the third round. Whereas at first I thought, no way, he's a day three guy. Yeah. So how do you measure that amount of stock? I, I don't know. But I feel better about his chances, that's for sure. Yeah, he'll be drafted. It's just where, right? Is it day two? Is it day three? I'm, I'm not even sure it matters. But I don't put a ton of stock into this, frankly. What I do put a lot of stock into is what we're going to see Friday on Pro Day, on BYU TV. Fred Warner's the headliner. We'll be live for two hours. There's going to be scouts from a bunch of teams mainly in town, to see him. There are other guys that hope to make a splash, but the guy with the cannonball on Pro Day is Fred Warner. Fred Warner is one of the top 100 or 120 players available in the NFL draft. That's pretty amazing. He's earned it, man. 
And whether he falls to the fourth round or not, you know, that's he's going to be drafted. And kudos to him. Tuesday featured multiple big hits within BYU Sports Nation. One, including Fred Warner, Jerem Jordan, <laughs> on the football field at the indoor funny. practice facility. Oh, my gosh. My bad. And another at Brent Brown Ballpark with BYU Baseball. Who had the bigger hit? Fred Warner on the guy helping him work out, which he said was an accident. Or Brendan Anderson. It's a viral accident. With his second <laughs> inning grand slam against Utah Valley in a blowout win for BYU Baseball. Both are big hits, okay? Now, if you ask the guy who got hit uh, holding the uh, the pad with Fred Warner, he's going to say Fred Warner. I go with Brendan Anderson. At Utah Valley, grand slam from your leadoff hitter. That is a big hit. It's a rivalry game, cross town, leadoff hitter, grand slam. That's a big one. It looked like it looked like the guy that got hit by Fred Warner was okay. Otherwise, I'd say that one. Now, if you ask me, Braden Elbakri, hit against San Jose State or Brandon Anderson, that one's not close. Yeah, Braden Elbakri uh, went on America's <laughs> Most Wanted list after that He's got to lay low because he's wanted for murder. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. Brendan Anderson, I mean, how often does a leadoff guy hit a grand slam? Like, Brendan's a good hitter. He's not like a grand slam. Brendan's only had fans. two opportunities all season with the bases loaded. Mm. And one of them went for a grand slam. Nice. He's a 500 hitter, grand slam hitter. And that had to feel good for Brennan after uh, his frustration following up the Gonzaga series. You know? And, and his, his uh, averages dipped a little bit this year. Still a tremendous player, but this was nice. This was kind of validating. Who doesn't want to hit a grand slam, man? Season high for BYU. Yeah, season high in runs for BYU with 14, a 12-run victory, 14-2. to two Take that, Cody Figure. Over Utah Valley. The Cougars <laughs> on the road in West Coast Conference play at Pepperdine for the first time this week. Congratulations to Brennan Anderson, Mike Littlewood, and the Batcats. Our question of the day, Jerem. Back to BYU basketball, this professional theme going on today's show. As a BYU fan, what do you hope happens? What do you hope happens with Yoli Childs? We've pitted what you want for BYU versus what you want for Yoli. We did the same thing with Eric Mika last year. Yeah. At B-Royal Blue Coog. I hope he gets a good bearing on where he stands, learns what he needs to improve, and then comes back to improve here at BYU another year or two before entering for real. He is in a different situation than Mika was, and it should breed a different result. I think he wants to be here. It's the difference, right? Unless NBA scouts are saying, yes, we will give you what you want, and you're going to be drafted. Okay. That happens. Great for Yoli. But bad for BYU Hoops next year. Coming up, what's the chance BYU Hoops wins the 2019 Maui Invitational? Wow. Blue goggles. But first, who wins the battle of the running backs at BYU in spring football? Our two-on-one with the new running backs coach, A.J. Stewart. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are two days away from a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special live from the indoor practice facility from 12 to 2 Eastern on Friday as Fred Warner looks to improve his stock in the NFL draft. It's BYU Football Pro Day live from the indoor practice facility Friday from 12 to 2 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is fun. It's a new adventure for BYU TV sports. The Underwear Olympics for the first time. I'm excited about it. Like, we're going to see Fred Warner. See if he can't beat some of his numbers in Indianapolis. At four the six four forty at the combine in Indianapolis. Yeah. He was top ten in five of six categories as a linebacker. Can he help himself? 
And we'll share a lot of info um, kind of about this process uh, and, and get Brian Logan and Blaine Fowler and David Nixon involved um, in that. I'm not sure if Blaine participated in a pro day, but I know that Brian and David did. David played in the league, so a lot Didn't to offer from those guys. David dub the Underwear Olympics? Maybe. I think he did call it the Underwear Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the gold? <laughs> Our national simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening this moment on social media. On Twitter, you can follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you answer our question of the day. As a BYU fan, what do you hope happens with BYU sophomore star forward Yoli Childs? That Ames Flames says, as it applies to BYU, I'd love for him to stay. Not to mention, I think another year or two would improve his game. However, as a Yoli fan, I want the best for him. If that's the NBA or another league for that matter, so be it. Hashtag go yo. Hashtag BYUSN. It's an interesting question, right? Because, uh, yeah, I want Yoli Childs to be the top pick in the NBA draft. Like, I would love for him to be that good and be selected. And that would Again, be that shows the quality of player him. that BYU is getting. Absolutely. And BYU needs draft picks. Like, it's really hard now to get draft picks. Um, yet, if Yoli Childs leaves... BYU's taking a step back. There is a correlation. He's a good player. Picks. You can't just lose a good player and be like, everything's fine, we'll be fine. Like, you want to have great players. There's a correlation with draft picks and winning a game in the NCAA tournament. We looked that up. Basically, if BYU wants to win a game in the NCAA tournament, they, they need have to have NBA a future NBA pick. player. Correct. And then if you have two, you're, you've got a shot at advancing. Here's to hoping that BYU has a few more future draft picks in their running backs room, a la Jamal Williams. A.J. Stewart could probably line up and play running back right now for BYU. <laughs> he's not much older than the guys he's coaching, and that factors into the intensity he uses to coach that group. We are two-on-one BYU football all-access with A.J. Stewart, who's leading the running backs group in spring football. AJ, I saw a picture of you over the weekend matched up against one of your running backs going blow-to-blow blow with them on the drill. There's just a, such a look of intensity in your face. What do you like most about your role as the running backs coach? Uh, I think the biggest thing is just I see these guys come out and work their butts off every single day, and it, it actually motivates me as a coach, you know, to, you know what, I want to get in, in and be involved with that. Um, and I think that's the bi- the biggest thing that that stands out when you come and watch our guys. The, these guys are intent. They don't waste a rep in practice. Every rep, even if they're tired, they're going to give you everything they have. So as a coach, as much as I can, you know, get in the trenches with them and, you know, get hands-on with the te- with the technical and, and drill work as much as I can. I, I, I love that stuff, man. And I, I think the players, they feel it too. And I think I, I challenge them, hey, if you can knock me over, man, do it. I, I love it. I'll, I'll get up and give you a pat on the head and we'll celebrate and make a drill cut up and put it all out on the internet and all that. So um, I kind of challenge those guys daily, you know, give me, just give me everything you have. I'll give you everything I have and we're all going to get better from it. Are you still at a point where you could line up and be like, no, I'm, I'll, I'll show you how to do it. Uh, could you line up and, and go and show them what you want to be done? I think at this juncture of my career, I think I can. I'm just, my recovery is not as good. So good thing we don't, we don't have back-to-back practices during the spring. So the Tuesdays and Thursdays, I kind of get my, my legs back under me. But if we win every day, I, I think they get, get the best of me. But um, my recovery definitely isn't as good as it used to be, but I, I can still I can still pack a, pack a punch. I was going to say, let's talk to Mick and get some pads and yeah, whatnot, and then yeah. we can go. What number do you want, AJ? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, th- this is an interesting group because you have a lot of guys who got a lot of run from last year. I know the rhetoric has been, let's not watch film from last year, let's give these guys a chance. So what have you seen from this group so far? I, I see guys getting better every single day at, at everything, um, not just being – 
uh, all right, I'm going to just be a running back who only can carry the ball. They're focused just as much on pass pro and, and route running and just the different uh, things without the ball. Um, so that that's really what's been very encouraging to me as the, as the running backs coach is just seeing these guys just every, like I said earlier every single rep they take is intent they they know that the, the gap has to get bridged we don't have a lot of time to you know say well practice 13 we'll get that or no they want to get it right now and and obviously you're not going to be ready to play a game right now but but we're I think we're where we need to be you know after practice 10 I think we're definitely taking steps in the right direction and it's not just one guy it's the everybody in the group is getting better and that, and that's all you can ask for in, in the spring as a running backs coach that that creates competition but also you know this is a physical position so guys are going to go down at some point guys are going to get tired we need we, we're only as, as strong as our weakest link in the room and hopefully we we can come out of here with no no weak links and we just you know throw anybody out there and have success how much of a depth chart do you want to have established by the end of spring ball before the long break and fall camp begins? I think we want to uh, have somebody who steps out in front and says, hey, I, coach, I'm the guy, you know, with how they play. Uh, but if, if not, I want to see everybody still, you know, in a position to be be the guy, you know, going into fall camp. It, running back position, like I said, once again, it's a very physical uh, position and there's not a lot of guys in the, in the room. So there's usually an opportunity, even, even if you fall down on the depth chart, to, to work your way back up. So I'm not really big into, you know, hey, we just need to have this standout guy. The biggest thing is I want each other, people to push each other. And then if, if somebody thrives out of the group, then obviously he'll be the guy. Um, but but that, wouldn't, that doesn't change how I coach, you know, the fifth guy on the depth chart or, or whatever it may be because the fifth guy could easily be the second, you know, with a couple injuries. So, so th- that's the biggest thing is hopefully we do have a, a guy or two or three or four that says, hey, coach, you're going to have to put me in the game, you know, when we play against Arizona. But uh, however the cards, cards fall, we all have to be prepared to, to make an impact at some point this season. You want diversity of type of player and whatnot, but uh, defendability becomes a little easier when it's, well, there's the one guy who only comes in on third down and he catches the ball. So is there a guy that you feel is a, a back that you can throw in from multiple downs at this point? I think, honestly, to be, to be honest, they're all kind of even at right now, and that's, that's great. Uh, because I don't want just a one-trick pony, you know, hey, you're only good for third and shorts or, hey, you're only good, you know, first and, and second down. They all are preparing right now to be an every down back, and that's how I coach. I'm not – I don't like just, you know, hey, we're going to create these 17 different personnel to make sure we get everybody in for the perfect s- situation. You know, that, that makes it harder on everybody. You need to be – we need you to p- pick up blitzes. We need you to be physical in short yardage. We need you to be, you know, savvy when it comes to situational football and all that. So, um, honestly, right Right now, they're all getting coached so that if you have to play 80 snaps in a game, you can play it and we can rely on you. Um, and that's that's just how that's how I want to be as a coach. There's going to be different situations where you want to put certain guys in, uh, but we're not going to just go change uh, the whole offense around because one guy is not willing to do a certain uh, attribute that a running back is, is called to do. Now, I think BYU fans feel like they have a good idea of what Squally Canada brings to the table, and they saw some Ulatolutau last year, but they haven't seen Zach Katoa in large part, and they haven't seen a ton of Riley Burt. So let's focus on those two guys, uh, starting with Zach. What, what type of a back is Zach Katoa? 
he's a very electric guy. Um, he he can do some things in space and with his feet, his vision. He's he's a very natural running back, just a playmaking, uh, home run type guy. He's he's young. He hasn't had as many reps as those guys. But the thing that makes him so great is is not only is he very talented, he's he's very cerebral. Every single rep in practice, even when he's not in, he takes a rep. Like if if Riley's in, he's taking that rep mentally, learning from him. And that's why he his he, his ceiling is going to be super high, is just because he he doesn't he doesn't take no for an answer. He works hard every single day. Every time he's out on the field, he's going to give you everything he has. He, he'll never tap his helmet to come out. You'll have to make him come out. He's after practice for, you know, till we tell him, hey, you got to go to get out, go to, you know, to the locker room or whatever. So his, his sky's, the sky's going to be limit for that guy because he works his butt off. But that that mixed with the talent he has is going to be scary for some defenses coming, coming in the near future. And how about Riley Burt? Riley Burt's doing a great job. He's one of, you know, being a bigger running back, you know, he, it's not as easy, you know, as, as some of these other guys like Squally to naturally have that pad level and that forward lean that you look for in running back. So we've really been just working on that um, this whole spring and just getting them really uncomfortable, you know. Uh, when, whenever you don't have comfort, you usually get better. You know, you grow at, at something. That's in any aspect of life. So I've just been trying to make things uncomfortable for him. And he's, he's thrived. He's been working hard. He's gotten better at every uh, aspect of his game. Um, and he, he does have a different, um, you know, kind of attribute that, that everybody has in our group with his size. And I think, you know, the more he can utilize that, I use the term, your difference is what gives you value. You know, don't be a six-one running back who runs like a five-eight running back. Be a six-one running back that feels like a six-one running back that's two hundred and twenty pounds when you get to contact and when you're blocking and stuff like that. So that's what I, that's been my challenge to him, and he's stepped up to it. He's gotten better, and and like I said, every single guy in our group has they've they've made it hard on me as a coach as far as that depth chart you're talking about because they're all getting better at the things that I told them they need to work on in order to be the guy. So it's it's been really fun to see that and re- very rewarding as a coach to see young guys who. Like you said, hadn't take, taken very many snaps, um, raised their level, and then they're helping guys like Squally and Ula raise their level even more because they feel them right on their heels. All right, Coach, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, as far as the running backs groups go, I, I do want to ask this. How do, how do you handle the room with uh, the multiple personalities? What What's your approach to that to try and rein them all in? Uh, I just I, I try to coach them all. Obviously, when we're in a, in a group setting, um, I'm kind of, I kind of coach them all the same. Uh, it's very serious in our meetings, especially right now. You, there's so much learning being had. They're, they're still getting to know me as a coach and my expectations and things like that. Um, at the running back position, you usually have about five to ten guys that you're working with, including fullbacks. So I try to coach them all the same, um, hold them all to, the, to a high standard. Nobody is safe in it. If, if you make a mistake, you're going to, you know, we're, we're going to coach you up in the meeting room. If you have something, have success on the field, I'm going to be the first one to, to praise you. And then, you know, there's times during practice where I'll coach them all up individually based on their individual needs. Some guys you have to, hey, put your arm around a little bit and, you know, hey, come on, let's learn from that. Other guys you have to get be a little more stern with. Um, so that so so once again in a group setting they're all kind of coached the same and then individually me understanding their the way they're coached I do that uh, based on the situation in practice or off the field and, and whatnot. All right, we appreciate the insight into the philosophy that goes into uh, coaching a bunch of different guys. Thanks, coach. For sure, thanks. Appreciate you guys having me. AJ Stewart, the new running backs coach at BYU football. If we had to establish a depth chart for the running backs right now, I wonder what it would look like because honestly i don't know lua or uh, uh sorry just totally blanked on it's squat uh ula tolutel is injured 
So he doesn't factor in a ton right now. Uh, but guys like Squally Canada and Riley Bird and Zach Katoa certainly climbed the most of anybody, kind of came from nowhere to somewhere. Where does K.J. Hall factor into this in- coming off injured. of a significant injury? He's, he's uh, rehabbing, trying to get back. Spring ball is what it is. There are some guys who are injured, who aren't involved, who are getting healthy. But they're around. They're trying to learn the playbook. If you only had to play today, it's certainly different than what will be in August. In the fall, if I had to project something, I would say Squally Canada, Zach Katoa, and Ula Tolutau, right? Three-headed monster? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. Guard Young will join us in a moment. Yes, he will. The former Olympian on what he wants his gymnastics squad to do in Salt Lake. Join us Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time for some music and a lot of spoken words as we bring you a live BYU Sports Nation in what we affectionately call Countdown to Conference. It's Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern on BYU TV. What's the musical rundown this Saturday morning? Uh, I believe it's uh, the Cougar Fight Song. Okay. Uh, followed by Awen Teo's uh, <laughs> Rolex. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to be uplifted. <laughs> I think the, the BYU men's chorus is performing that. I'm not sure, though. We'll just pile them all in here. Hey, I, I, I love it. The thought of the men's chorus uh, doing some hip-hop songs. Outstanding. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Wednesday headlines go now. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball sophomore forward Yoli Childs will enter his name in the 2018 NBA draft, but will maintain his college eligibility by not hiring an agent. Childs can start working out for NBA teams on April 24th and must withdraw his name by May 30th if he wants to return to BYU. Men's Hoops has been invited to the 2019 Maui Invitational, along with Kansas, Michigan State, UCLA, Virginia Tech, Georgia, Dayton, and, of course, Chaminade. Am I supposed to be impressed by that? Yeah. Uh, Not this season, but the next. This is a fantastic tournament, possibly the best tournament out there, the MT or a multi-team event. Yes, I am am impressed. Practice number 11 for BYU football happening as we speak. Join us on Facebook Live at roughly 1.10 p.m. Eastern, 11.10 a.m. Mountain Time for player and coach interviews. A reminder that BYU Football Pro Day happens on Friday, a live two-hour special on BYU Sports Nation. We give all BYU fans unprecedented and all-access coverage of the events from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. Do not miss it. And BYU Baseball beats Utah Valley last night 14-2 in Orem, a season-high in runs for the Cougars. Brendan Anderson hit a grand slam. And Brian Sue homered as well. The Cougars play three at Pepperdine starting tomorrow. Beat the waves and try and focus on baseball and not that incredible campus. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. <laughs> Overlooking things in Malibu. It's time we play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley, join us, won't you, and present number one. I would love to. What's the chance Yoli Child starts game one for BYU Hoops in November? 96%. I think there's a very likely, more than likely chance that Yoli Childs returns to BYU. I hope he learns what he needs to learn. Be, uh, here's what he needs to work on, and then he works on it, and then at some point he's drafted. That'd be great. Yeah, i say 98% right around ballpark of you, of Yoli Child starting game number one for BYU basketball in November. There's always a chance that he could hear something, and 
something blossoms with a scout or a team and he is a guaranteed draft pick, but I think that's a small chance for now. Great chance I think he's back in a BYU basketball uniform for game number one. Number two. Get your blue goggles ready for this one. What's the chance BYU will win the 2019 Maui Invitational? <laughs> Hard to know in two years, like, who's on the roster. Like, is Yoli Childs a senior? Is he not there? Elijah Bryant's gone. TJ Haas and Nick Emery, are they on the team? Is Gavin Baxter this amazing player? Is Dalton Nixon a starter now? Like, is Peyton Dastrup a senior? You know, I don't know. I don't I, – I, like, as currently constituted, winning that tournament – it would be like 4%, like really difficult. I'm hoping for a quality win uh, from BYU in there, and then you play another quality game, have a good showing. To win the tournament is asking quite a bit. You're on the same wavelength as me because Wave? I was going to, nice, say 2% chance. Your 96% chance for Yoli returning and 4% chance off. of winning yeah. makes it an even 100. I'm going 98 you know and 2% sh- chance BYU wins the Maui Invitational. You know what we should do in this? We should say it at the same time and then explain ourselves. Okay. And I love ideas one, that are generated it, as the yeah, show is happening. Yeah. Well, I'm going to forget it later. So I got <laughs> to say it now. What's the chance? One, two, three. Three, seven. seven. <laughs> yeah. You have to say a number, though. You can't be. Yes, blah, blah, blah. yes, yes. yes. Okay. You can't be uh, Steve Carell and Bruce Almighty. <laughs> one of his best roles ever. Number three. What's the chance Fred Warner beats his 4.64 NFL Combine 40 time Friday at BYU Pro Day? Okay, do you want to try this, Jim, yes. right now? Yes. You want to try it? Yes. Okay, on the count of three, we will say the percent Wait, chance. is it on three or after three? Right after three. Okay. So we'll go one, two, three, and then yes, you say the yes, percent. Yes. Okay, we got that worked out. What's the chance Fred Warner beats his 4.64 NFL Combine 40 at Pro Day? One, two, three. 20%. Okay, 50, because I have no idea. So I just say 50. I say 20%. It's tough. It's low. That, Even though he had more time to train for this event. That he beats it? 4.64 is still pretty fast for a linebacker. Yeah. It was 13th in Indianapolis. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Can you run faster Fred on Warner your own turf? Fred Warner settle for pretty good. Can you run faster? I, maybe I'm doing this so that Fred Warner hears it and says, 20, 20% this, Spencer. Okay, maybe, maybe it's... You can pull a Kyle Collinsworth on yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I hope he does run a faster time. It only yeah. makes the draft stock that much better. Yeah. Number four. Last one. What's the chance BYU Gymnastics advances out of the Salt Lake Regional? Are we doing it at the same time or no? Sure, and you, you do the countdown this time. Well, I have to come up with my number. Okay. So I'm going to delay by saying words as I think about the number that I want to... Put out there. Are you any closer to well, that number? So, Guard Young is in studio <laughs> waiting for this. So, okay, you ready? Yes, yes, okay. One, two, three. 11%. 100%. 100%. Oh, jeez. Guard Young's in the room. Yes. He's right there. He's going to do know. his next segment. I know. I'm afraid. I'm going with my favorite number. My favorite number is 11. It's my lucky number. 11. Now, why? Okay, they got to be top two. Listen, let's be honest. Utah's going to advance. They will. Home, they're the best team. Home cooking, their, baby. Home gym, okay. What other team would advance? BYU has defeated Cal. Head-to-head. Head-to-head. Auburn in the mix, BYU, okay? BYU is the fourth-ranked team in this competition, but they got to be top two. And they're close to home. How much of an advantage is it for BYU that they have performed on the yeah, they've been there this year. apparatuses year. or apparati? We'll ask Guard what the <laughs> correct one is. At the University of Utah. They don't have to travel a ton like Auburn and Cal. Yeah. And there's that mental factor of, 
Oh man, BYU can bring it. They they beat us earlier yeah. this year. I think BYU's confident. I'm excited to see uh, how the ladies perform next week. All right, we will talk to Guard Young next. The Olympian and BYU gymnastics coach is in Studio B as they look to get out of the Salt Lake Regional. Our question Always good of the to have day. a silver medalist in the house. You know what I'm saying? Pretty cool. Yeah. Question of the day. As a BYU fan, what do you hope happens with sophomore star basketball forward Yoli Childs? More of your tweets. Hashtag BYUSN. What score does BYU gymnastics need to put up to feel comfortable about advancing out of the regional? Guard will tell us to the thousand. Okay. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, second-ranked BYU men's volleyball is back on BYU TV. It's the Cougars host 14th-ranked Concordia Irvine, coached by former Cougar player and coach Sean Patchell. Tomorrow at 9 Eastern time, the magic number is 3. For BYU to win the regular season federation title, they have four matches left in the regular season. This is quite the time for BYU athletics. Busy, busy weekend. Why awards tonight? Volleyball's competing twice. Spring football going. Baseball, softball. Gymnastics going to the regionals. Yes. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Our question of the day. Surrounding BYU basketball. As a BYU fan, what do you hope happens with sophomore forward Yoli Childs at Colonel underscore James 83? As a fan, I wish him the best at the next level. I really understand the drive to be a highly successful provider for yourself and for your family. Personally, I think it would be more beneficial for him to stay one more year to develop his game more. It all comes down to what the scouts think, right? Right. If he can go and he can make money, yeah. He's not in any draft boards right now, so if he uh, you know, improves and gets into those, that'd be quite the ascension. That'd be great. Joining us now in Studio B, a fellow broadcast major, an Olympian, and BYU gymnastics head coach, Guard Young. Guard, great to have you back in Studio B. What's up, Guard? 11%. <laughs> so you guys always talk about my medal. Here it is. Oh, wow. So I oh, yeah. broke it into the safe and got it out. Wow. So... We're going to go around the neck. Wow! 100%. It's around Jerem Jordan's neck. I'm wearing a silver medal. So there we I've go. never held an Olympic medal. This is great. Yes, this is an emotional moment for Jerem. In a world of Olympic medals, <laughs> Guard Young has ascended, <laughs> descended from his Greek throne. <laughs> You're in Athens, right? Oh, yeah. Athens, yeah. Which was amazing. From Zeus's crib to Studio B. Yeah, how pretty cool. I've if, done nothing if, to... If you want to be in an Olympics, Athens is the city to do it in, yeah. right? Yeah, if you could pick one. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're having dinner, and then up on the hillside is the Parthenon. I'll lit up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a nice place. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You feel better than you have in a long time right now. I feel so much better about myself wearing silver a silver medal. Silver medal. Around. You know, Team you, USA you, you know when people find out you're a, you're a professional gymnast, first question is, is wow, have you ever... Can you do that T thing yeah. on those you know, Fruit Loops? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can do those T things on the Fruit Loops. Did you ever go to the Olympics? Yeah, I've been to the Olympics. Made, made, made Olympic Games in 2004. Wow, how'd you do? Well, I, I did great. I, took a, I, I got a silver medal. And they go, really, what happened? Uh, what? <laughs> what? It's like every no. time. It's like this buildup and no. then just what happened. 
I brought that in. Silver medal. We're going for one. We're going for two. We don't care the place. We don't care the color of the medal. One or two gets us gets us into the championship. You go so. to the top twelve, the NCAA yep. championship. That's what we're going for. So, what do you think of the draw in Salt Lake? Love the draw. My team is mad. They wanted to travel. That that's fun to do as a team. Well, we're still traveling, but you know, it's right up the road. I think it's a perfect place yeah. for us. Um, we've been up there once already this year, so there's a little bit of familiarity. Um, we know the teams that are going to be there. We got a great draw in terms of the event we start on. There's six teams. And only four events, and um, so not apparatus. Is that not, a, not apparatus? <laughs> and then, uh, so you can't have all six go at the same time. So they, they throw into to by rotations. It's, it's a goofy system. You have no idea who's in the lead because some teams have done more events than others. Yeah. And um, so we start on a bye. You know, we warm up, start on a bye, then we go on bars, which which then throws us around the the loop. But it's a, it's a great starting event for us. Hey, you can travel on the way to nationals, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a great That's idea. That's when there the travel go. can get in there for your team. Uh, what do you feel like is the score or mark that you are aiming for on an event-to-event basis to make, to make you feel like, hey, we're in a pretty good chance to be in the top two? So our goal all year is to hit that 197 mark. Okay. We've been close a few times. That would be an average um, of the four events of 49.25. Yeah, 9.85 average per per Correct. score mm. that we count. Um, we have the horses to do it. Every one of our girls has hit that score one time this season. So, of course, we need to have some, some great events. We've got to have great energy, some consistency. Um, you know, our beam fence – has to be great. I love the you know beam our fence. beam fence has to be great. <laughs> I love so uh, we we gotta we gotta tighten up the the screws a little bit on our beam fence and come out there and <laughs> nail that event. That's like men's hoops. I I didn't see if they they were number one at the end of the season, but BYU was number one in the country in free throw defense, which they have not. Yeah, it's like beam fence, right? Yeah, the same deal. We got to defend the beam. Okay. You guys have had a tremendous season, like real step forward, um, and, and you've been here a few years. And this was this has been a banner year. Do you feel like you've the improvements been validated already, or do you feel like you need to advance to be like, okay, yes, we took that next step? Um, again, I'm not going to be happy till we win a national championship. So that's my goal. It's always been my goal, and we're going to go after it every single year. Uh, we we're losing some great seniors, but we have a great class coming in again so we're just kind of reloading and and let's go let's talk about one of your underclassmen that was just named the uh mrgc all-around gymnast of the year shannon hortman evans what does she do for your team to establish uh the culture that you're looking for you know she brings it every day in the gym she doesn't make any excuses and then she's competed in the all-around every single week i mean meet this year and and it's one of those ones where you know, we got towards the end of the season, and I'm like, hey, Shannon, you know, how you feeling? You know, you, you want to take this one off a little bit and let someone else come in? Nope, I feel good, coach. And so we've played her based on how she's felt, and she's never felt any better. So she's ready to go, along with the uh, 14 others that are going to be down there. Awesome. What's the intensity and pressure of a regional like versus a regular meet? Uh, yeah, ratchet that up tenfold. It, it's a lot more pressure. Um and again, you know, being the four seed, I don't, I don't think we have anything to lose. You know, we're the four seed. So let's go out there and let's put that pressure on those higher seeds who are supposed to advance and, you know, let them make the mistakes and then capitalize on it. How do you approach that 
uh, mentally as you coach your team and prep them for the ratcheted up intensity and pressure? Uh, obviously, it starts in the gym. Um, we practiced that yesterday We where we did a, a bar warm-up, and then I handed over my phone with a countdown on it and said, go to the locker room, sit for 10 minutes, which you normally don't do in a practice. You know, you're just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, don't ever give college girls your phone so they can – Take a bunch of pictures. <laughs> um, but they went in 10 minutes later. They came walking in, had to put their grips back on, and they were flat. And they heard from the coach that that's not, gonna, that's not what it's going to take. And so it starts in those practice days. And, you know, we'll, we'll throw a couple of monkey wrenches at them today and tomorrow and the rest of the week and going into next week. And, you know, Mess with their heads a little bit, you know, turn up the radio, turn off the radio, make them stand over here, make them sit for 10 minutes, um, you know, just so that they're prepared for all scenarios. How many pictures did they take, Coach? I got two. <laughs> just two? Just two. Like of they're, the whole team? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good kids. They really are. Those you might keep. You're like, oh, it's the team, the 28. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't have to delete anything. Like I when, did not have to delete anything. They're kind of your kids in a way, right? Like when my kid gets it, I'm like, oh, I got to delete like those 20 photos. They're blurry. I'm, I'm like their gym dad. <laughs> you're the gym dad. Yeah. And your beam, beam fence is solid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Guard Young with us on BYU Sports Nation, his team preparing for NCAA Regionals in Salt Lake City this weekend. Aiming for that 197. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, Guard. Yes. April 7th. So you got a little bit of time, but we think that it April will 7th. last yeah. a week and a half. Okay. It's potent. A little extra longer play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and who knows? Maybe just come over next week, like on Friday, and be like, hey, what's up? We'll be like, karma. Karma. Yeah. Karma boost. Then you okay. Go then we head on out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. April 7th. Mark it down. And if you're local, go and support the Cougars Absolutely. in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Go check out the Cougars. Get it done. Now give him back his silver medal. Do you need it now? Or? <laughs> you guys can have it the rest of the show. Just rest have someone show? bring it down to me. We'll be at the gym. <laughs> I'll take it to you. All right. I'll take Come it to you. Come on down. Guard, thanks for the time. 11%. No, I'm all, it's, up. it's up now, man. It's up. It's, it's at least quadrupled now since you came in here and changed my mind. <laughs> the guy and the tiger over here. Coming up, baseball took care of business at the Concrete Palace. Plus, Kyle Collinsworth puts up another solid stat line in the NBA, featuring a behind-the-back beautiful assist, his latest with the Mavs. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big shout-out to today's guests, A.J. Stewart and Guard Young. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Can you, I, can you I have a turn to wear the silver yeah, yeah. medal now? Yeah, here you go. It's pretty cool, dude. Athens 2000. That's pretty cool. But but oh, let's yeah. be honest, what happened? Why isn't it gold? I'm just kidding. It feels pretty cool to hold the silver medal, dude. I'll be honest. It's pretty awesome. This is a real Olympic silver medal. Yeah. Outstanding. That we did not earn, but here we are. Now- <laughs> and guard left. We said we'd deliver it. I don't know. Maybe we're going to Mexico with it. Who knows? Hey, coming up this week, a BYUSN special two-hour pro day on Friday. Awesome event. And then Saturday morning, our countdown to conference special. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Yoli Childs will enter his name into the NBA draft, but will maintain his college eligibility by not hiring an agent. Childs can start working out for NBA teams April 24th. He must withdraw his name by May 30th if he wants to return to BYU. The Cougars have been invited to the 2019 Maui Invitational along with Kansas, Michigan State, UCLA, Virginia Tech, Georgia, Dayton, and host Chaminade. 
football. Practice number 11 for BYU wrapping up as we speak. Join us on Facebook Live in about 15 minutes at 110 Eastern Time for player and coach interviews. A reminder, Pro Day Friday is mentioned. Can't wait for that. Baseball. The Batcats beat up on Utah Valley 14-2 last night in Orm. Season high and run scored for the Cougars. Brennan Anderson in his leadoff spot in the second inning, hit a grand slam. Booyah! Brian Sue homered as well. The Cougars play three games at Pepperdine. Huge West Coast Conference Series starting tomorrow. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth. It's, hey, it's good to play that and actually have a guy. It's great. Kyle Collinsworth had five rebounds, four assists, two blocks, three points, playing uh, the second most minutes of his NBA career last night, 26. Also had a great behind-the-back pass for one of his four assists. If you want to see that video, Spencer tweeted it out. Yes, I did. Cougars overseas. Charles Abula had six points, seven assists, and three rebounds in a team win in France. Softball. Travels to Tempe, Arizona. They'll be competing in the ASU Invitational this weekend. Two games against number eight, Arizona State, in that lineup. The tough non-conference schedule continues for the latest. Their RPI is very, very bueno. And you know I love a good RPI. (laughs) BYU men's volleyball, number three in the RPI. Arise and shout. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Brad Young, he let us wear a silver medal today. That's pretty cool. I we, feel we, like we've had some fun stuff on this show. This is right up there. Yes, this medal. is really cool. I feel yeah. like uh, in Wayne's World when they've got their backstage passes to the oh, yeah, Super Concert, like I'm here. I'm here. They're oh, hey, showing. Yeah, they're showing yeah, it to yeah, everybody yeah, in the hall. Like I've got a backstage pass. <laughs> I've got a silver medal. Silver. Silver medal. <laughs> pretty cool. I wish we could do that at the Y Awards host. We're host. We're host. We're host. We're We're host. host. We get in, right? We get in. <laughs> yeah, it's open to the public. Oh. Our question of the day as a BYU fan, what do you hope happens with BYU basketball star sophomore forward Yoli Childs? That BYU fan 1995 says he returns and dominates next year, leading BYU to the West Coast Conference Championship and at least to the final four. I agree with the blue goggles. At Drake Pintail, his choice, either go make money in Europe or stay at BYU. No NBA well, no. in that? I don't, right, right now, I, I don't see him as an NBA draft pick. Like, he could work his way up. That'd be, that'd be great. But I want him back for another year, and then let's see what happens. Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Argreen. Uh, I hope he gets drafted in the first round. Hoping for anything else is ludicrous. <laughs> I hope he comes back to BYU. How's that not, that's not ludicrous? Come on, bro. For Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to BYU Men's Gymnastics, which is no longer around. In the time.